I think that's the right button. I'm starting to get the hang of this stuff again. There will be banter returns. We are Sans Christina, the world's greatest defense reporter, because she is busy doing other things, probably taking down that Christmas tree finally. Uh, but we still have the, uh, the Australian eye candy, Ben Bridge. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am wonderful. Got a little uh, Stag Junior over here, a little Batch 14 new release, Buffalo Trace. Cheers. And then Happy uh, Australia Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Australia Day. We'll get right to that. And then also we have the lovable gun-toting liberal, Veronica. How are you, ma'am? I'm really good. Um, this is my designated drinking night. I'm trying to cut back on, on drinking. I'm doing a little bit of a cut right now. So uh, I made sure that it fell on today. Story of my life. Been trying to cut. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, the funny and thing it's was, a good, no, hold it's on, a good man. drinking night. We, we need to uh, cheers this because they got some very amazing news today. After five years of fighting to get out of uh, a certain organization, she's got good news. So, here's to uh, release from the National Guard. The 368 so. was signed finally. Yeah, yeah. cheers. Um, holy shit. And uh, five years, it took five years. That's called, <laughs> there is a word for that. Um, but anyway, uh, so uh, before we get into to that, uh, Ben totally derailed my train of thought, actually blew a fucking bomb in the track. So I don't even know what the hell I was going to say. So that's how we're going. That's how, that's how the night's starting. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I'm know. sorry, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Can we just collectively take a yeah. moment of silence to appreciate how long 2021 has been already? And it's the fucking 28th like of January. Bro, I have made 98% on my cryptocurrency buy this morning. So I am killing it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I just thought it was funny to partake in a little uh, Wall Street anarchy. Um, but that's not what we're going to talk about because you guys are just super motivated to talk about the destruction of the uh, Proud Boys and the, <laughs> the, the, the bringing down of, what's that dude's name? The snitch? Uh, Enrique Tarios. Thank you. I wanted you to say that. Okay. <laughs> but here's, be, before you go on to that, and, I, and it's cool, I just, I just, you know, I read this article about him on the Reuters, and I just want to know if this is an actual charge or if this is something they just put in the article to like, I don't know, make you feel bad. It says he was arrested for possessing two high-capacity magazines. I got that. That's a crime there. And burning a Black Lives Matter banner. Is that a, that's a crime? Like, um, what's the crime? I don't know. What I if I, I, if you burn this, there will be bourbon painting picture, whatever the hell this thing is back here. That is criminal in my household. Cause yeah. I can, but. I didn't know that you can't burn a Black Lives Matter banner or any banner for that reason. It's a banner. It doesn't mean anything. I'm assuming I'm assuming that it was probably something else like public endangerment or something. Because as we all know, <laughs> that's not what know, they, they wrote. It's not what they I wrote. Know, I know, but that, that's 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 journalistic license to make sure that there's a bit more punch in the article. So I, I feel like no more punch the act, in the article. The article was I feel punched. like the act of him burning uh, the banner, they probably used some other charge to to scoop him up on because as you all know they tried to pass the, the flag act years ago to make it illegal to burn the u.s flag in this country it never passed right. so if it's not a crime to burn the u.s flag That's then my point. i i don't see that there's a, a <laughs> there is a crime specifically in burning the banner of black lives matter so like i said it was probably you know some bizarre fire code if you dug into it deep would be my guess 
All right, so before Veronica goes off, hold on one second, Veronica. So the guy's name is Enrique, what? How do you say his last name? Yeah, so I had an opportunity to uh, have him on the podcast before the election, which I- Should have asked him why he's such a fucking snitch. I I didn't, A, I wouldn't want to talk to him about that. But I did turn that down, so I guess I'm happy about that. I felt like it was a good decision to not have him on, but anyway. uh, So- it wouldn't have been the first criminal on. You're on. First off, I didn't get caught or charged. So <laughs> be better. I don't know. Be best. I don't know. What be to best. Say. <laughs> All right. So why is this a big deal, Veronica? What do you think? So the big deal in my right. So like looking at everything as like in a big picture. Yeah. So Enrique Tario was apparently brought up on charges and you know prosecuted for uh fraud in miami in like 2000 i believe in 2012 right so mm, 2014 okay. he becomes an informant and helps turn over a bunch of people for like fraud uh smuggling human trafficking and like gambling or something right um so fraudulent working, uh diabetes test kits that's right woo. So, he, so he's helping with so he's helping with all this stuff uh and then becomes the leader of the Proud Boys through this entire thing in 2018, right? Um, so he becomes the poster child for the Proud Boys, which if you read, I, you know, I know everybody has their opinion on this, but facts are facts. The Department of Homeland Security and the FBI, along with several other intel organizations have warned about the rise of white supremacist groups and how they pose a danger to national security and um, overall like, their, their threat to what we are as a country, who we are as a people, right? And just basically their, their propensity for violence, uh, for calls to violence. And we saw that in several rallies. Again, this, is, this seems to be like a divergence of opinions, but, but this is what the, the intelligence communities are reporting. So what's really interesting to me, and fuck all of the opinions on anything, right? <laughs> What's fucking hilarious to me is that this guy's the poster child for the Proud Boys. And the reason that all of this stuff came back up is because he's now being looked into for the Proud Boys' involvement in the Capitol riots. Right. So when all of this stuff got scooped up by Reuters in all of the court documents, it turns out that this guy's been an informant forever. And he's like, I, I don't remember helping. I know nothing about that. Like, this never happened, right? So he's just, he's feigning ignorance, which cool, whatever. I would too if a bunch of people just found out that I was a fucking snitch. <laughs> so it's one of two things, right? So either this poster boy for the Proud Boys is not this wholesome, like, well-to-do person, which just goes down an entire other fucking avenue of irony when it comes to bringing up people's pasts and condemning mm-hmm. them for like police violence and brutality, which is the reason that the entire Black Lives Matter movement really caught traction because, hey, regardless of what the fuck color of your, what, what the color of your skin is, you are, your right as an American is due process and being, you know, going through the legal, pro- going through the legal process, right? Being judged by your by by a jury of your peers going through the entire thing not being fucking judge and jury killed on the goddamn street corner by cops so that's a whole other thing or the alternative to this is the fact that this dude's been working for the fbi to snitch on proud boys so either way this dude is like 
an incredible, I, he's an incredibly fucked position in either, either way you slice it. It's I mean, just, depending on it's how far you go down the research rabbit hole, you could find a lot of statistics that support that most of these organizations, if not all of them, are infiltrated by undercover police and informants as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they are right. So like it's good business. <laughs> if you can't bring them all completely down, you might as well at least figure out what they're doing. Well, right. And this is, but that is how they figure out how they're doing. And this is what people don't realize because they don't go, they, it doesn't get reported enough um, because it happens pretty often. Right. Yeah. But in the Intel community, we're constantly briefed about how, um, you know, X, Y, and Z soldier tried to sell information to China or to Russia or to whatever. Right. Because they think they right. found somebody on like, some fucking shady corner of Reddit or Nine Gag or whatever the fuck, wherever it is that they find these people. Nine Gag, what's that one? Is that new? Oh my god, are you serious? That's like I don't, I don't know the sub shit. All, oh, oh man, I'll let all. Yeah, I'm a main, I'm a mainstream don't, mainstreamer. Don't, don't go do on it. That. All right, I don't want to do, do it then. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll have to, you'll end up on a list somewhere and you'll have to scrub your computer. It's going to be bad. <laughs> all right, um, so, stay away from that one. But you know, you get these people that constantly try to sell like government secrets or you know sell information to like foreign countries or foreign entities and the ones that people think are like edward snowden and chelsea man no you get like average dudes that are caught doing this shit all the time all year long mm. like it's it's not uncommon for people to be caught to get caught up by people Formance. posing as yeah. by informants by people yeah. posing as the other side so like oh yeah right. i'm a i'm a chinese de diplomat and i'm here to buy your information yeah the 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 girl that was just over there with the the california rep recently fong oh, bang whatever her name was what, I don't even know what oh. oh you have to know this so all right many. keep going i'll find it so i'll send it to you but yeah so that's so that's what was interesting to me is that you know this dude like i i don't i i find it really interesting like the irony for me is people idolizing other people based on again right like an organization while demonizing another organization for the exact same thing like the proud boys like anything else is gonna have a mixed bag of people some of them really are just good old boys patriots they think right. they're there for the right reasons and then you get your fucking batch of crazy extremists that infiltrate. And unfortunately, <laughs> and unfortunately well unfortunately the extremists are the fucking loud ones yeah. that tend to make a scene and give everybody a bad rap, right? So it's the same thing with BLM. It's the same thing with fucking hockey fans. It's the same thing. With, <laughs> soccer like, fan. Soccer, soccer is fan. what you meant to say, oh. yeah. <laughs> y'all white people get super pissed when your team loses and you'll set down, you'll set cities on fire. It's insane. It's not just like, white people white, that get mad about sports teams losing. losing. White people losing sports. It's they, everyone who loses. Look. Yeah football fans will riot yes they will burn cities down but they are not just white people doing that it's everybody it's everybody everybody gets mad about the color of their laundry losing a football game so you just have to look back at the just have to look back at the world cup when it was in brazil there was a massive shit fight with with fifa forcing <laughs> them to serve alcohol even though the country had banned the service of alcohol in the stadiums because of the number Such of deaths bad policy that that came into it so they were like well if you want Who the world cup bro you've got sober well that's that's the point fifa didn't want them watching it sober because it was gonna ruin their bottom line so guess what happened when the right. world cup 
was in Brazil, people died because they were drunk and like throwing bottles and shit. So, yeah, <clears throat> good times. Yeah. Yeah, so Look here, I just want to point this out. No, the number one city, and I, we're, I, I know it's everybody that does this shit, but just to throw a little fire on your, uh, or a little liquor on your fire, make it a little bigger right here, right? So Philadelphia, the one city known for being the worst fans on earth, at least on the East Coast, who literally throw batteries and boo Santa Claus, who real riot over anything. Uh, that city's only 35% white, Veronica. So everyone is participating. It's not just white people. It's I everybody. Sh- I should point out at this time that my, it's my only, mother it's and only, my aunts only- all, all hail from Philly. So There's only 13% you know, just, Latino, love- though. Oh, just, not you. just shitting, 30, just shitting 30, on my family heritage here. It's thirty six percent white in the city. One hundred percent violence when it comes to sports. <laughs> I know. That's why I said everyone's doing. And then Oakland, we can go across to Oakland, which is Philly West when it comes to degenerate fan bases. Yeah. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just people hate that. to lose. People hate to lose. It's it's not even a sports thing. It's just people are we're, we're our DNA is to compete and survive. And the only thing we really take it out on anymore is sports, because if we lose, who likes to fucking lose? Veronica, I know already you're one of the most competitive people that's on this chat at this point. Do you think you want to suck in the fucking gym? You want to lose? You want some girl who's the same size as you to be stronger? No, you're going to be fucking angry because I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm I've not gonna outlift her though. I'm old and broken now. I'm just gonna fucking stab her. <laughs> yeah, but she's still thick. And then, eat, and then level can. the playing field. Exactly. So you wait <laughs> behind the. So you wait behind her little shower ten in zone six, and you kneecap her. I understand how this works. It's cool. She can't lift for Obviously. six months trying to rehab. It's cool. Got it. Exactly. Level only women do that, right? That's me just saying only women do that because guys don't. We don't care. I know Ben. Uh-huh. I can just look at Ben and know he's stronger than me. That's fine. I'm not gonna try and hurt him. But you, you guys. You'll you'll sit there and do some nefarious shit in the shadows. Speaking of sport, <laughs> this okay on a like on a totally fucked up somber note, like I'm just dude, ranting. this whole like this whole uh, this whole domestic violence thing that's going on again is fucking sad. Um, yeah, the Seahawks, uh, the Seahawks player, and I'm blanking out on his name now. I oh, I just picked it up, so I got you. No worries. Go ahead, do it. Send it. His name Sorry. is Chad Wheeler. Chad Wheeler. So yeah. this dude, like, dude, choked the fuck. So I was reading the story and, like, obviously the police report that came out and, like, you know, how he supposedly had a bipolar episode and had stopped taking off his medication. His medication and shit, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, according to the to the woman's, you know, testimony or, like, her, her you know, her, her sworn statement, um, he had uh, asked her to like bow down to him or something. She's like, no. And he choked the fuck out of her till she passed out. She came to again and then he choked her back out. Um, yeah, like she, she reportedly said him. that like when she came to, he said, you're alive. Yeah, you're still, you're still alive. Yeah, some crazy shit like and that. Like so then that's I guess clearly some tried- dude that's not in their right mind. Right, and then so I guess she tries crawling away. He grabs her by the arm ends up breaking her elbow and like you know he's a large fucking dude yeah and then like proceeds to beat the fuck out of her in the bathroom um but she like manages to get in the bathroom and i guess like texts her family please call 911 texts his dad you know please help me yeah and from outside the door you know she reports hearing him like on the phone she assumes with the dad and be like no i'm good just chilling 
like completely playing it off while she's fucking bleeding crazy. in the bathroom. Yeah, insane. so the cops the cops show up. He's like standing over her. They fucking tase him. Whoa. He's like, I love you. I love you. I'm not a woman beater. Like, you know, so he's he's facing like eight to twelve years in prison, right, for this whole thing. Um, if he's if he's if he's charged. That's crazy to me that that's all it is. But I get it. Um, but no, Ben, because I wanted to ask you this, and I don't know. I'm just I'm not assuming your uh, sports participation, but um, I wanted to make this correlation and I haven't really looked too far into it. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm like, well, that's the solution. But a lot of the issues that they're trying to tie this to are brain trauma, right? TBIs, et cetera, stuff that comes from years and years of playing football with helmets. And if you go back and watch the evolution of the NFL and football in, the, in America, they didn't always have helmets like this. And they also didn't always tackle the way they do and use the helmet as a weapon. And I know they've recently tried to legislate that out of the game, but people still tackle and hit other players with the knowledge that they know I got this fucking helmet on my head and I can get away with a lot more stuff than when you go back and look at, like I said, early players, all they had was something on their head. It was a little leather cap and they had their face. Like they tackled a lot more smartly you know, they didn't just dive headfirst into people. And the reason I'm like to bring it back to what I was trying to say to Ben is I don't know if you because, you know, there's Australian rules football, there's rugby, there's these things where these people still have full contact and they do not have the injuries, number one, that we see in the NFL. And I don't know if there's the level of violence or any of the stuff that they've tried to maybe it just doesn't get reported because it's not as popular. But I don't I don't remember hearing any like mainstream story of something like this being a tied to or attributed to a rugby or an Australian rules football player. And I don't know if that's true or not. I just know what I've read or seen. Uh, I think a couple of things. So you're right. So AFL is still rough and obviously both rugby league and rugby union, they're both full contact sports. Right. But if you want to play particularly say union, which has a scrum where everyone packs in and they engage and they're pushing in. So if you screw that up, that's it. Your neck's gone. There's a whole bunch of build-up to make sure that happens. And they also police things very hard, like spear tackles. So you right. make a good tackle on someone, happy days. But you're gonna you're hitting them kind of between chest and 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 junk basically. And <laughs> as long as you don't pick them up and then spear them into the ground, you're fine. So there's massive hits in in rugby and AFL, but you're not. You're not making contact with right head, Crown and you're definitely head. not dropping. And and you see this all the time, like you know, the, the receivers in the air in NFL or or whatever, and and they get their legs taken out and they're spinning around like a top, and then that's yeah. it. Their their head in the in the dirt. And that's another thing, like they're still playing when the ground's frozen. Whereas you know, in UK and other places where they play in in winter, that's that's the case. Not so much in Australia because we don't tend to get you know a lot of frozen ground. So th there's that issue of, of tackling for one. Well, a lot of the football fans that you mentioned, they do have heaters underneath the fields. The pro teams do at least. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say yeah. college or high school. But yeah, I see. That's a good point too, though. But and the other part of that is, um, and this is one of the reasons why I don't like watching um, American football, is because there's not a lot of actual play. You know, the, the whistle goes and then they run and smash into each other and they stop. Whereas you watch rugby union, rugby league, or AFL, they've constantly got to go. So they can't just sprint as hard as they want yeah, and spear tackle a dude into the ground and then like, and then do a dance and then like have a break. <laughs> they've got to keep running the ball forward. 
So it's a very different game style. So that's one yeah. part of it. And then at least in Australia, um, there has been a much um, widely publicised campaign probably going back 10 or 15 years about domestic violence in Australia. So they have what, a thing called White Ribbon Day. I, I can't remember what name, uh, what day it's on, but it's a, it's a national, um, not a holiday, but it definitely attracts time in terms of work. So like I, I was in units where we would do a, um, we'd do a walk. So you would join up as part of the community and you'd all, you know, throw a white ribbon on and, you, and you'd walk from point A to point B and, you know, there'd be some local politician having a speech. So white, white ribbon day in Australia is, um, is, is a big deal. So they've been shining a light on domestic violence in, in Australia um, for a lot longer and, there are still cases of sportsmen who do fucking terrible things to their partners. But when it happens now, it's not swept under the rug. Those dudes get like pretty pretty much they're done from that day. As soon as there's a a suggestion of it, that's it. They're not playing until it gets resolved. So you, you see football players who, who beat on their girlfriends or wives or whoever, and it's, it's in the press the next day. And they're not running on for the weekend game. Yeah, so and we a, haven't really very seen. Different... Yeah, we haven't seen the, something to the extent of that until there's been video evidence of it, right? Obviously, yeah. you know, the Ray Rice incident years ago is what kind of sparked the NFL to wake up and do some change, uh, because there's a visit, there's a visit, there's a video. You know, you can, you know, if it's just he said, she said, and it's an article from a local newspaper article or something. Yeah, you can sit there and debate all you want, but when you have the video evidence of it, it's hard for you to turn the back, right? And, uh, but we've still seen it in, in pro football. And, and I'm saying domestic violence is an issue regardless, sports or not, okay? But we can clearly attribute it to the fact that there's got to be some correlation to the, tra- the head trauma because right. the other professional sports, you just don't see it on this scale. And I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't happen. I know it does, but it just doesn't on the level of the NFL. And I get it. There's more NFL players than other sports. But also, we also see the willingness – especially in pro football and it's in other sports as well, whatever legal history you have or legal issues you find yourself in, if you have talent, you're still going to get a chance to play. We saw it with Greg Hardy of the Cowboys. Now he's a, he's been finally washed out of the NFL, but now he's a UFC fighter. And every time he fights, I just want the worst thing to possibly happen to him because he's a fucking shit bag, but he's given a chance to still make a ridiculous sum of money just based on the fact that he's an athlete and nothing more. And I would hardly call him a good UFC fighter, but he's there every week, you know, showing up and getting paid. But still the problem in NFL or, or in pro sports in America is if you have talent, they're always willing to overlook all the other issues. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing is that the the codes have sold out and you just have to see that um, last year when it came down to a choice between sucking up to china um or uh, you know veronica and i talked about sticking, that yeah. yeah so so it's, it's not i mean nfl I, I feel like is is exacerbated in terms of domestic violence cases and you know the people are looking at the the link to uh, cte now but yeah. they're not the only code in america that's willing to cover up shitty behavior by their players because they're worth so much money so you know I think that's the that's the question and the concern for me though, right? Like, so you fire these guys and then what? Like, 
they're yeah, showing they out. Right. So like, but that's the thing. So if we're looking at CTE and I'm going to completely, so for those of you guys don't know, it's like um, CTE and I'm going to completely butcher it is basically like brain damage essentially from mm. head trauma. Um, right. And they see it more often than not with football players because of mm. the amount of like poundings that they take mm. from playing high school football, college football, and then yeah. the NFL. Um, and it became really there were, I, I can't remember the name of the two football players, but there were two older guys that were really making a huge push for CTE uh, to be researched. And then it wasn't until Aaron Hernandez hung himself and died, and then his body was actually examined by- Oh yeah, uh, he was totally of, fucked. Junior Sale was the yeah, same way. Yeah, and like, so Aaron Hernandez's brain essentially was, um, you know, donated to, to research and they ended up finding that he had the worst case of CTE of somebody his age like, ever. Yeah. Yeah. That documentary um, was insane. Yeah. And they're finding more and more that like, not only of like, so of, of athletes now that are passing away or anybody with like a history of playing football, they're finding that the majority, like something like over 90% of these guys have some form of CTE. If not like it's like stage one through three. Right. And it, what some of the biggest um issues with cte based on the severity is decision making skills aggression impulse and uh, impulse control emotional volatility and rage behavior yeah. right so like if these guys are if these guys are and i'm not dismissing like i'm gonna just fucking disclaimer not dismissing domestic violence like i've been in abusive relationships so i don't even want to like i'm not even fucking making an excuse for it but looking at this from a, a purely medical standpoint, based on circumstances and context, if these guys are highly volatile and aggressive and violent because of the profession that they're in, right? Right. Yeah, as you kind of have effect, to have a, a symptom. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, as a side effect or as a symptom of the profession that they're in, like, what is the correct and the humane and appropriate course of action to make sure that these guys get the help that they need? Because just firing them and putting them out on the streets doesn't solve the issue, right? Like, eventually the NFL needs to take some responsibility that, hey, this is a byproduct of the sport that we play, of the entertainment yeah. that we provide and the fucking money that we're bringing into these stadiums to fund our organization and to play this shit on Sunday night. Like, well, I mean, I mean where the, does the responsibility The players have that? been fighting this with the NFL for decades in terms of just health right. insurance for the players after they're no longer part of it because you know right. football is a, an inherently violent game and the higher you get up in level where you got guys bend size and bigger just literally beating the hell out of themselves every play that's going to wear and tear on people who are fortunate enough to play 10 15 years in the league and by the time they get to 50 years old they've got some serious fucking issues there's right. a very few amount that are able to walk away. And you know what? Your boyfriend's in, in a certain part of the military. Ben, you've probably seen this. Guys who stay in those special operations communities or the yeah. guys who do combat arms for 20 years and retire or some longer, those dudes are fucked up by the end of that career. It's the yeah. same with football. And someone's got to take care of them. And a lot of the times, well, that's what the NFL has been fighting. Like, dude, this is a, this isn't just a billion dollar business. This is a multi-billion dollar business. And they will, they, they've been fighting them just to pay basic health insurance for years. And they still right. just fight those off. I think there was one incident that really stood out for me. Um, and I just, I just had to Google it because I couldn't remember the dude's name, but 
It was back in 2011, uh, Junior Yeah, Junior Seau. Junior, that's what I meant, Junior yeah. Seau. Yeah. So he, he, he texted his family and said, hey, yeah. make sure someone studies my brain um, yeah, because I haven't been right for years. And then he, yeah, he, was he committed suicide by shooting himself in the heart so to he make sure that his brain, brain was, was, was intact so they could Literally study Literally the nicest knew, human being ever he knew he knew that his brain wasn't right from getting beaten yeah. up for and that guy was 15, 20 years of playing and that was 2011 he was also known for he was known for just hitting people hard like he was a great player obviously he's all pro he's a hall of famer but that's what he was known for like literally physically imposing his will on other players like he was and it was always with his head and that's the reason yeah. the aaron hernandez thing and his brain was actually researched he really opened that door and unfortunately like through his sacrifice, right? Like paved that road in 2012 for you know yeah. Hernandez to be researched and studied as well. So I just, I find it, I find it really disheartening, right? That we have this organization that's like, we care about people. And now they're starting to like, take a stance for their black athletes. And like, bro, you're not even fucking taking care of them when they leave the fucking field. Like, <laughs> That is true. That is funny. I, I don't want to see slogans on the back of helmets and shit. I'd rather just see, give us healthcare. You know, something like something as basic as that. How about we just take care of the yeah. players with yeah, health? Yeah, or maybe just don't try and like simple. end racism, something that you're not going to do as an organization, but you know what you can do. You can take care of the fucking players who play yep. your game. Take care of these fucking people that provide your mil- your billion dollar industry yeah. <laughs> for your fucking yachts and all your other bullshit. Like, and, and maybe pull them aside, pull them aside yeah. before they run on and, and, and say, hey, fellas, you know, quick safety brief. When you're <laughs> celebrating a touchdown, don't smash your helmet against your buddy's helmet repeatedly. That's not good for either of your brains. Maybe just oh, God, save the helmet you. knocking for the tackles. Yeah. Ben, I don't, ben, you probably don't remember this. And Veronica, you, Ben, you probably definitely don't. Veronica, I don't think you would either. You'd have been too young. But there was, anyway, there's a, a, a Washington, well, they were the Redskins, now they're the Washington football team. But once upon a time, this guy, Gus Ferrat, if you look this up, he scores a touchdown. He's a quarterback for, for Washington. Scores a touchdown, and he goes and headbutts the, the wall in the end zone. It's a padded wall, and the dude literally, like, fucked his neck up to the point where he couldn't play anymore. <laughs> that season. He came back, but he was, it, like, and he was, like, the future of them at quarterback, and he never had another shot from that point on again because he just, like, he fucked his own head up and neck by <laughs> – I, oh look i got a helmet i can do whatever i want because i have a helmet like come on man the spinal <laughs> compression is yeah, exactly like, what do you want? I, I tell you what going through jump school that fucking helmet did nothing every day i was concussed as fuck from you know, just rolling every, around the mat ask every fucking soldier that gets, ask every soldier that gets blown up in a fucking mat did that helmet help no it doesn't it doesn't do shit like <laughs> impact and shock don't fucking go away when you get hit like so it's just like and i feel and obviously i don't know the specific case with you know the seahawks player but that's kind of just the the whole like that's what the the rabbit it's just the latest unfortunately it's just the latest yeah but but it's so commonplace now right like domestic violence and not even a shock anymore it's just right another story exactly and that's what's that's what's frustrating is that it's not it's we're kind of just like oh man just some piece of shit dude beating a lady like don't get me wrong there are piece of shit dudes and piece of shit women that beat their spouses yeah. like they're on both sides of that aisle they exist right there are women right. out there that abuse the shit out of men like fuck those people fuck those ladies too but in this specific case right when it comes to the nfl i feel like contextually there's definitely a lot more going on that yeah. needs that needs to be studied and talked about and taken seriously yeah. if the if the life of this sport 
is going to continue because these well, athletes are fucking suffering. Yeah. And there's always, you know, there's the running joke. There's some people who've legitimately proposed it, former players and all, but they, they've talked about going back to where removing the face mask, at least, you know, I think Mike Ditka, you know, for hall of famer, former player and everything he's talked about removing the face mask. So they don't feel this inherent safety with a helmet to just go full speed into another grown man and hit them with their head. Because like I said, if you go back and watch the way people tackle and like Ben described in Australian rules football or rugby, they tackle a very specific way. And it's not with their fucking head because it's for obvious reasons. Like it's called, you know, we, we have this joke in the, in football, like, Hey, if you miss a tackle or you don't want to tackle somebody bigger than you, you kind of, you olay it a little bit and it's called a, it's a business decision, right? You're making a business decision to not get fucking trumped. So it's the same thing. If you know you have this protective entity on you that you feel almost invincible with, yes, you're going to use it to hit people with. You see it every I'm sure, weekend. I'm sure the cocaine doesn't help. Uh, all right. I'm not going to talk about the cocaine. I'm just saying, I, and, I, and I don't know I, if that's I, the solution. I, and, and I know everyone makes the joke because they've legislated so much out of the defensive side of football lately that they're like, oh, why don't they just give them flags and let them play flag football? I don't know. Maybe that's what it'll be in 20, 30 years. I don't know. People will still watch the best, do the best at stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, mean, you just have, have a look at at rugby. I mean, if you applied the same basic principles to tackling that rugby union has, those just, you just have to look at, you know, all of the national teams, particularly the all blacks, those boys are fucking massive and they still smash each other and they don't wear pads they, right no they, pads. i mean some of them do and oh, if you okay. if you watch them some of them wear headgear but they're not wearing headgear because it protects their head they're protecting their ears in yeah kind of like wrestling because otherwise they get massive cauliflower ears yeah, so if like you wrestling. watch guys with that with the headgear on or they've got the tape around their their head it's it's literally to stop their ears getting rocked up in the scrum so yeah. it's not like oh that guy's wearing a helmet it's not it's those those things are not yeah. really well padded, but it just just go and watch um, like a Bledisloe Cup game from from you know last year or whatever. They're not you know soft what? tackling. You, you know, know they're, they're you huge like four hundred pound gorillas. I like to watch that stuff in bars, but I can't right now. Oh, totally. Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, even though every time the Wallabies play the All Blacks, we seem to lose since I was a boy, but. Sounds like you're almost like me as a Bears fan, you know, just every time they play, if I can lose. See, this is how we can come together. We can cry over our sports teams and we can burn down cities. Yeah. Come on, Veronica. My boyfriend's a Lions fan, so I guess. Oh, man, he's even worse. That poor guy. Damn. Why did he do that to himself? That I don't know. For this, I would love to talk to him just to be like, look, man, I'm a Bears fan, but even I understand your pain and I will never. <laughs> At least the Eagles won a Super Bowl, you know, in the, in the last uh, in the last couple of years. So all, look, go all Philly. I'm say, all I'm gonna say is I appreciate his loyalty to absolute shit shows. Exactly. That, See, that's that's why our relationship is gonna. Because you know he's loyal. You know he's fucking loyal. That's right. If you can the be a Lions yeah, fan, if you can date a Lions fan, that's loyalty right there. <laughs> um, I had one last thing to say on that, and I don't even remember what it was at this point because you know, I'm still blaming it all on Ben for destroying my train of thought earlier. Um, oh, that was what it was. So the other day, I just like I just did a podcast with a girl who um, talks about a lot of the, the the people she's been able to help remove from uh, abusive relationships this recently. And, and I think Veronica, you brought this up though. Not only is this still going on in sports or in the NFL and everything, but it's probably being compounded more just based on the fact that over the last year, we've been in this shutdown. Yep. 
now you're not hearing about it, but you know, what's going on and they can try and like, you know, yeah. silence not- that in the media or not underreported or whatever, but yeah. And, uh, her husband is a police officer and he's, she talked about how the stuff that he's responding to from an domestic violence standpoint is significantly higher. And that's just one cop. So let's, let's go ahead. Same, and, yeah. same for kids. Like I remember reading an article soon after, you know, lockdown started happening, you know, April, May timeframe last year about the number of at risk children who are way worse off. Cause now, oh, yeah. you know, at least when they went to school for eight hours, you know, caught the bus and, yeah had teachers and stuff around they actually got a break from either their asshole mum or their asshole dad or both. Yeah, yeah. And now they just couldn't get out. So, you know, poor fucking kid can't leave the house. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's why I, I, I mentioned that to her as well. You got to, we're going to have a, a, a significant portion juniors and seniors over the last two years who they're never going to have normal school experiences going forward. And who, you know, maybe college will eventually return, but that part of their lives, they're never getting that shit back. Like you don't get to go be a junior or a senior in high school again. You don't get to see your friends again in that situation. You don't get to be around those people every day again, like you're used to and how people adjust to that. Like we can all, oh, come on, you got to toughen up. I don't, I don't know because I know my daughter, I know she likes it. And I know the way I was as a kid, I would have been, I wouldn't have cared, but there are people that are not like me and they're not like her. And there are people that really thrive on that day-to-day interaction. And you take that away from them. You do all this virtual shit and who knows how they're going to be when they're fucking 30, 10 years from now. You know what I mean? If, if you don't force me to go to class at a certain time and listen <laughs> and read a textbook, it ain't fucking getting done. Like I just mean, <laughs> me mean online learning are, are not powers at all. Like yeah. I did, um, I did one subject last year and I was constantly like, starting my my shit an hour to deadline and just just scraping over the line so there's there's no 4.0 gpa for me it was like good shit mm, bag bro that's what you know, I, I don't know <laughs> whatever the whatever the bare minimum was to pass that is exactly what i was aiming for and hitting the mark every time so yeah Fucking classic underachieving australia you know you guys could have been something but you're, you <laughs> I don't know, man. They have all the, they have all the animals that want to kill us the most. That's true. But also, but think about it this way, like, and I talked about this, we may have already mentioned it, but that's not even, that wasn't even a conceivable strategy, Ben, when you and I were in high school, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't just say, if this was going on, like there's a pandemic, Oh, everyone just stay home. Just do it virtually. You, there was no you, such thing. We had AOL. We had fucking dial-up modems that would freeze. You assholes having to go get your fucking AOL disk. Fuck no. I didn't get a computer like, until I was a senior. Like, what would I have done? <laughs> I couldn't have done this shit. You know what I mean? And, and so, I'm yeah. Sorry, we, I can't my, do my, I'm my, my first computer I bought after I joined the army. Because I, so, I needed it for doing bullshit reports. And the army yeah. didn't have enough fucking computers. So, my Sounds first right. two now jobs. we got too many and none of them worked. I, so. I brought my own computer to work. That's how fucking poor we were. Yeah, sounds about right. But yeah, like I said, now we got too many and none of them work. And we're, we're still using Windows from like 2004, whatever. Lethality. But hey, uh, now Veronica can wear a ponytail whenever she wants. So that's cool. And I can paint my nails. Uh, you know what? Talk all the shit that you want. You still need <laughs> clear, to only clear. I want to make sure that you know that. You still need me to fix the computers. You two fucking gorillas break, so... That's true. Well, I can't even, I can't even get someone to fix the computer. Submit a trip, submit a treble ticket. I can't speak speak for California. I can't speak for California. 
Jesus Christ. All anyway. the, the whole state needs to be turned off and on back again. It's awful. <laughs> you guys need a whole fucking reset. Hey, the good news is uh, we have a dinner reservation tomorrow night because we're allowed to do that again outdoors, Congratu- of course. Congratulations. Thank you, Lord Newsom, for allowing me to have some freedom. Please throw me a piece of cake. Thank you. <laughs> let them eat cake. Yes, let them eat cake. I get to eat cake tomorrow. All right, kids. Uh, remember... You may not think like us, but you probably think like one of us. Hopefully not like the Australian chewed bubble gum. Um, but we will see you next week. Hopefully with Christina. Someone's still butthurt about being the bourbon pixie. Shouldn't I, should I be butthurt about that? You just call me a bourbon pixie as you introduce me to a new, uneven known peer. And I get referred to as the bourbon pixie. Did you know that, Veronica? Did you, did you know he did that? He introduced no. me to Carrie and he referred to me as the bourbon pixie. Which it's I'm cool with. I actually on. think it's funny, but you know what? I will refer to him now as no longer Australian eye candy. He's Australian chewed bubblegum. I can play that game. I can be insulting. I can be petty. Veronica knows. Oh, petty's my favorite color. I'm going to get get you a new poster for the background that just says bourbon pixie. Get it? Get it made? I'll put it right up here. I promise you. Perfect. Uh, We'll see you next week, kids. Bye.